The college experience on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by my bookie sign up over at mybookie.ag and use the promo code SGP 50 to claim your 50% deposit bonus today. Play win get paid over at mybookie.ag. The college experience is also brought to you by odd shark head over to oddshark.com to find free picks from their supercomputer and expert writing staff, as well as betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. Follow them on Twitter at OddShark and visit them at www.oddshark.com. the college experience for episode three. My name is Colby Dant, AKA the Dantabase. And we are excited to be back to go through the beautiful Mac conference. I know you're thinking what the hell is the Mac conference, but it's the mid American conference, which basically covers all Ohio, Michigan, Illinois. What other States, New York, Buffalo, New York in there. Um, uh, Indiana. I don't know. I'm not great geographically, but let's, without any further ado, bring on former, former <laughs> James Madison defensive back and uh, almost a national champion, but he's our own national champion in, in cracking beers. Give it up for Patty C. There we go. I should be shotgunning this if I was at JMU, but yeah. we've toned it down just a little yeah, bit. You're in your 30s. You shotgun a beer. That's that. Uh, you're, you're going to you know end that, up in prison. I, I guarantee you, you're going to end for, up. Yeah. A sound for sore ears right there. <laughs> so, sore ears. Sore ears. <laughs> My ears get sore <laughs> all the time. Uh, and yes, the Mac is pretty much Ohio plus two or three or however many. Yeah. But. I think I got all the states in there. Yeah. I yeah. I think I. Thereabouts. I, I'm good. I, I'm pretty sure I got them all in. Let me let me take one game. Bowling here. Green is in Ohio. Not I know there's a Bowling Green Michigan. in Michigan. Did we get Michigan in there? Did I say I Michigan? Couple, I thought probably. I said Michigan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how you doing, buddy? I am great. Never better. Uh, you know, cracking a cold one yeah. on a Monday night. Yeah, Mex- just, uh, a nice fine Mexican beer. That's right. You know, Pacifico. We're keeping it Southern California up in here. There you go. How, and how was your week? Week has been beautiful. You know. Doing it for the kids, coaching them up. There you go. Uh, in case you were wondering, Patty C is currently, a, I believe, a defensive line coach on the high school level. I can't give out any more information than that. <laughs> Let's just say he's coaching football, and it's August. I mean, it's late July, so he, he's he's doing his thing every day. He's beating the How's kids. How's that LA the... heat treating you? Oh, it's great. It's great. We had kids puking today. Couldn't oh, be better. Beautiful, beautiful. That means it's working, right? Right. Uh, I'm a bit sunburned. You know. I'm a bit hungover from the weekend. I had a, I went down to Comic Con, <laughs> nerded out for a little bit. Went to the went to the Taco Bell uh, Demolition Man pop up. The two thousand the year two thousand thirty two Demolition Man <laughs> Taco Bell five star <laughs> meal. Let me tell you, five it's the only star restaurant meal. <laughs> in town. <laughs> uh, Wesley Snipes was there, believe it or not. And and get this, Wesley Snipes got paid for one hour. One hour. To show up to Taco Bell, he got $30,000. Gosh. Son of a bitch. Our podcast is an hour long, Pat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. 
I'm still far away from $30,000. Are, uh, <laughs> are we getting close to 30, 30K? Not yet. <laughs> Not even $30. I'm joking. <laughs> but no, they treat me well. But uh, uh, yeah, man. I went down there, was in San Diego, met up with the fan. Shout out to Brandon. I do not have his Twitter feed on me, but hell of a good guy. We cracked some beers late night. Went to we, he met up at like one forty-five, and we ended up going to a pizza parlor. You know, because one forty-five a.m. that's kind of brutal. I was like, dude, I don't know if it's worth meeting up. We go to this pizza parlor. I bribe the the me and me and me and a buddy of mine by bribing the people behind the counter with cash. They end up cracking us, giving us beers. We're cracking beers at three a.m. in San Diego. You know what I mean? God that's, bless this country. That's right? how it's done. It, it, the last call is 2 a.m. in case you're, you're listening elsewhere. So we, we, we made things work. But, uh, but yeah, definitely. definitely uh, Grease in the palms. Colby Dan. Definitely a good weekend. Uh, now, this past week in college football, a lot of things. Even today, media day. Last week was media day for a lot of conferences. Now, the first thing I want to talk about here is I'm going to go with Larry Fedora. Larry Fedora Getting blasted, uh, in case you don't know, Larry Fedora is the head football coach of North Carolina. Getting blasted for his comments. Now, look, I think some of those comments were ridiculous when he was comparing it to, like, the Army, right? Because I thought he was going a little far on that. But his comments regarding uh, CTE, I think, are dead accurate. I think, you know, I think the media has a, has a hard-on to destroy football. And I, I completely see eye-to-eye with him on, on what he's talking about. I think, and, and even worse to me was seeing like ESPN go on board with it. You know, that was right. uh, what was so great about Mark Slareth getting on Fox and talking about, you know, in a positive light of like, hey, this guy knows football. This, this is what he's talking about, you know? And I, I really feel like Slareth was right, but I feel like everyone's on board. They're afraid to touch it when the science has not proven shit. You know right. what I mean? Like, we don't truly know. I mean, look, I, I do believe in the long run, the science will is there that CTE is happening, but I think CTE is happening in all sports. Right. When a NASCAR driver crashes, when a, I mean boxing, I mean UFC, a, a, a fresh sport that that hasn't even doesn't even have a history that goes back to people right. in their sixties and seventies. Eyes rolling in the back of their head every single fight. Yeah, you know? hockey. I mean, just watching the NHL playoffs this year and then being a Caps fan, the Caps had some dirty plays. Mm-hmm. And and I I think I mean look I I I thought it was I'm a hockey fan, so I I think it's okay, but. Our, our media never attacks hockey. It never attacks auto racing. It never attacks boxing or UFC. Why is that? Because they're only going for the for, for football. And I think a lot of that has to do with the, the NFL. And, and I don't know if you want to take it back to the Ray Rice thing or the Colin Kaepernick thing. Regardless, the media has it out for football. And it's not as bad as people say. And I agree with Larry Fedora and fuck ESPN. That's my point, Pat. I'm on board. You know, you agree with everything. I agree with pretty much everything there. I think that, you know, you're right. The NFL is the big fish. So that's going to get the media, the rankings. All they want is the clicks because that brings them their money. And so they're going to go for the big dogs, try and bring them down. Even when, yeah, there's no evidence to support that a link between CTE and suicide. Um, yeah. And, uh, or, or, or the, uh, opioids, you know what I mean? There's a lot, I mean, there's right, a lot there's of question so many marks. things that yeah. could be causing NFL play. I don't, I don't even know if the suicide rates among NFL players are even higher than the rest of the population. I'd have to do a little research on it, but like, yeah, they're just, if there's a chance for the media to criticize the big fish, they're going to take it because it's going to get them rating. So screw them. Yeah. Nonsense. But anyway, Larry Fedora, everyone was coming down hard on USA today called for him to be fired. 
I tweeted that hack. He didn't respond to me. I tweeted that hack saying, dude, you're a piece of shit. You're shabby journalism calling for him to be fired. Right. How ridiculous. Anyway, moving along news wise, Jim Harbaugh, Michigan media day today. Colby was sure to get this. What I, what I love about Jim Harbaugh. I I was a big fan of him as a quarterback Uh, and he agrees. 16 team playoff is necessary. Well, let's say what he actually said. Well, he said eight, but then moved to 16 after that. And I'm kind of with him. We start with eight. You know, it's, I think at this point, clearly been proven that we need at least eight teams to capture the best team in the country at the regular season without, you know, potentially screwing anyone over. I don't think on a regular year or one in maybe 30 years, the number nine team in the country at the regular end of the regular season has proven that they, they deserve a shot at the national title. So when that happens frequently, then I say we move to 16, but let's start with eight. I will say that a 16 team playoff, and I don't know how they would shake that down. You know, I, you know me, I went to 10 conference winners, but regardless, I think it would be hilarious. I mean, just if Michigan got in as a 14, as the 14th team, I think if they matched up against an Alabama or a Georgia, that would be a very, very challenging draw because Michigan's got the, the physicality to, to, I think, match up with them. Now, have they been better? I mean, Georgia was better than Michigan last year, clearly, but I do think that would be a very tough draw in terms of entertainment value. Without a doubt, they would add a lot. You yeah. Know? Well, it's almost like, it's almost like in college basketball, you have that 64 or now 68. See, field no, this tournament. is where it comes out. Colby is a ca- college basketball fanatic. I am a diehard college basketball a, fan. Also got a golden heart. So he loves a great <laughs> Cinderella story. Uh, that's I true. say fuck Cinderella. I wish. So you're saying central Florida, the prince would have fucked Cinderella that night. And then we wouldn't have the problem that we had. <laughs> I don't know. What, what are you referring at. to? I got no idea. <laughs> I don't Who know the where fuck I'm going the with prince? this. What are you talking about? <laughs> but anyway, but C- central Florida was a Cinderella. They took it to Auburn. All Who- I'm saying is you're talking about teams already. We've been complaining for a long time about teams having watered down ass schedules. And if you incentivize them by giving them a free bid to the playoffs for winning a shit conference with a shit out of conference schedule, then all you're going to do is encourage watered down schedules. No, so. no, 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 no. Because winning a shit conference, these are not shit conferences. First off, all right. Are you saying the Mac is a shit conference? <laughs> I am not. The Mac okay. is one of the best conferences <laughs> out there. That's why we're reporting on it okay. today. Okay, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. What are you talking about? All right, my my Fair point enough. that I was trying to make though is like drawing Michigan if they were a 14 seed. Oh, it's a great game. It's almost like in college basketball when uh, Kentucky or or Kansas has a down year and you draw them. If you're, if you're uh, you know, a, a great team that year and you're like, Oh fuck, you know, this is going to be a tough out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's my point or, you know, like, absolutely. And a then, team that talented gets hot at the right time. And yeah, it's like, boom. exactly. Exactly. And, that, and that, I think that would be fantastic. But uh, ACC media day was today also. And unanimously Clemson and Miami were voted the, uh, or not, not unanimously. I mean, pretty much unanimously Clemson to win the ACC. Miami though, pretty much dominated the, the coastal, which I thought was a bit shocking because I, I kind of find them a bit overrated coming into the year. Agreed. I think the Hokies might have something to say about that. We will see about that. I think, I they think might a couple other teams might that. have something I, to say. I about agree. It. I agree. And I, I think it was pretty crazy to have them. I think Virginia tech got one vote to win the coastal. <sighs> Ridiculous. Miami got majority of them. Uh, I have an issue with that. <laughs> Miami is overrated. Uh, besides that, uh, Papa John stadium, no longer called Papa John stadium because Papa John turned out to be a asshole, (laughs) which we all knew when he complained of tax cuts, when he had a house with something like 45 bedrooms and he was complaining about tax cuts, 
This dude had a, this dude, this fucking guy, you can Google his, his house. ratings on yeah. players kneeling at the national anthem. Yeah. This dude's always been a or piece of NFL shit. NFL ratings. Right? I just love the, or his uh, pizza sales too. I think, wasn't it? Yeah. It was Something pizza like that. Sales. Yeah, it was come on, buddy. Sales. Yeah. Has nothing to do with your pizza products has become yeah. complete shit for the last yeah. 20 years. <laughs> dude, the, well, has nothing to do with it. Dude, the best was like, he complained about tax cuts and he had a house. You can Google it. It's like a, a house with like 45 bedrooms and it has like a fucking moat. Right. And it's like, this guy's complaining about tax cuts. <laughs> right. You knew he was a piece of shit then. Yeah, you're taking away all yeah. my spare change. You yeah, know? it just yeah, so I'm glad Louisville did did the right thing, corrected. I thought Louisville might say fuck you to the players, but they did the right thing and corrected it. And speaking of Kentucky, University of Kentucky is doing an E60 on Jared Lorenzen, the hefty lefty, classic quarterback. I'm really excited to watch that because <laughs> that's the fattest quarterback in the history of college football, and he's a former New York Giant. And, uh, that's incredible. Yeah. He made it to the pro level as almost at 300 pounds, just shy of 300 pounds. That's incredible. Right. Okay. As a quarterback. Okay. I just had to get that shit out. I jotted those things down. I think they're, they're noteworthy. Check out Jared Lorenzen, the greatest player ever, <laughs> but let's get into Maction or big Mac or whatever the fuck you want to call the nickname for the Mac conference, which I love the Mac conference. I love them because they play games on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays. They don't give a shit. They'll bring it to you whenever, <laughs> wherever, Pat. Like, if there's an oversaturation of college football or any kind of football, which I don't believe in at all, but I have heard complaints about it, the Mac is responsible for like 80% of that oversaturation. <laughs> By putting a primetime game every, every night. I night actually think week. that's fantastic because you can stay gambling throughout the week. Uh, we're going to go alphabetically here. Uh, which means we're going to start off with a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful nickname. The Akron. Actually, am I going to pronounce this right? I got some guy tweeted me. He tweeted me a few times, actually. Akron, Akron. I don't, I mean, you know, what I, is it? What I, I think it's Akron, Akron. Does that I, sound correct? I think you nailed it. And I'm really surprised that you yeah. didn't give it the Akron. Akron, Akron, <laughs> uh, the zips. One of the best nicknames in college football, by the way. Uh, what, what is a zip? They have like a bird. Like uh don't start me lying. Can you pull that up? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is a zip? Uh, you have it. I, I, I'm here. R Ryan, yeah, real money Kramer. Real money on the on, here. The, on yeah. the on the, uh, on, the, on, the on the beat. Uh, the the zip's name comes from the zippers, rubber overshoes made by the BF Goodridge Company of Akron, that were popular in the 1920s and 30s. In 1925, a campus-wide contest had been conducted to choose a nickname for the university's athletic teams. <laughs> Suggestions submitted by students, faculty, and alumni included Golden Blue Devils, Tip Toppers, Rubbernecks, Hillbillies, Kangaroos, and Chevaliers. Oh. The winner, freshman Margaret Hamlin, received a prize of $10 for zippers. <laughs> Jeez. What my problem here the is... Akron Galoshes. They shortened it to the Zips in 1950. I'm sorry. The university mascot is Zippy, a female kangaroo. Zippy is that's one of is. only eight <laughs> female college mascots in the United States. Wow. That's some trivia. Mike rubber and dropped. kangaroos. Who there doesn't make go. that association? Uh, they could have been the rubbernecks. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. I think he mentioned rubbernecks as one of the, I mean, <laughs> Zips is great, but I think rubbernecks. What, what is a rubberneck outside <laughs> of like an <laughs> asshole in traffic? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't start me lying on the rubberneck front. But uh, okay, so the Akron's also some of the chicks I hang out with. Hello, boom. Uh, uh, just for the record, there is an Akron rubberneck rubbernecks. What 
uh, uh, team name? minor league baseball team. It looks like. Yeah, uh, they were uh, the Akron Buckeyes were renamed to the Akron Rubbernecks in 1906. Members of the Ohio Pennsylvania Pennsylvania League. The game, the team became known as the Akron Champs a year later. The hell is going on in Ohio? Yeah, the Where rubbernecks. They come up with this I would love a T-shirt if anyone out there in in Ohio can pick me up a rubbernecks T-shirt. It, I it, would pay. It's the rubber capital of the, apparently Akron. <laughs> Uh, Akron has a, uh, a city title of the rubber capital of the world as given to them by Goodridge, Goodyear and Firestone, who I guess are all headquartered. Wow. Condoms, any condom companies, any condom companies there? You would think (laughs) they would take advantage of that nickname. I'm sure they could get rubber at a cheaper rate, right? Something. I don't, I don't know, but, uh, okay. So the zips beautiful Akron, Ohio. That's where LeBron's from, right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, so they're coming off a seven and seven season. They played. They surprisingly play, played for the MAC championship last year when they lost to to, to Toledo, uh, and uh, Terry Bowden, head coach, son of son of uh, famous Bobby Bowden, former Auburn coach, uh, is Terry Bowden, not Bobby Bowden. I can't talk. <laughs> uh, they returned five starters on offense, breaking in a, a new quarterback, sophomore Cato uh, Nelson. They got nine starters returning on defense. Got to like the defensive side of the ball coming into this pat. But the offense definitely has some question marks. Yes. Um, schedule they uh, uh, schedule pretty aggressive at a conference. It looks like. Well, hang on, hang on. The, the over under is set. Actually, yeah, the over under set at four, which is surprisingly low for a team that won seven games last year, right? Yes. And played for that that the conference championship. So, let me ask you this: breaking down the games. All right, let's go by. Let, let's let's group them in four here. Let's improve our slate here. You got four four games here at Nebraska week one. That's a loss, right? Scott Frost. I know he's breaking a new offense, but there's no way they win that, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're going to take an L. Then they get Morgan state at home. That should be a win at Northwestern at Iowa state. That's, that's just a brutal, that's yeah. a brutal stretch right there. They're going to go one and three. I'm pretty certain. I mean, Northwestern lays an egg every once in a while. So they're doing three out of conference games, the Mac. No, no, no. Four. Oh, four with yeah. the uh, Morgan State being Morgan the FCS. State, that's yeah. right. Okay. Four out of conference games. Uh, yeah, three of those look like definite losses. So, and then Morgan State. That's so. Like that, that's that's their win. A definite win, right? So we're through four games, right on the same page. One and three. The, the grouping it up to the next four. Home against Miami, Ohio, which I think is much, much improved. Uh, at Buffalo, at Kent State, and home to Central Michigan. I see Kent State as a win. Central Michigan potential win. They lose to Miami, Ohio. They lose to Buffalo. Yeah, um, we said run that back again. We said I said at uh, Buffalo was a win or a loss. No, no, no. It's a loss. The first two are losses. Miami, Ohio, in Akron, they're going to lose that one. I think Buffalo, they're going to lose that one. That's at Buffalo. Yep. And then at Kent State, that's a win. Kent State. I like that. Yep. And then they're home to Central Michigan, which I think is a very winnable game. Mm. It's a 50-50 game. To me. Okay. I'm favoring Central Michigan in that Okay. Hour. Okay. Yep. Uh, well, to me, I have them right there at, okay, so now I'm at two for sure wins. I'm at basically two and a half. And then you got the final four games with home against Northern Illinois, loss. At Eastern Michigan, winnable game, but but once again, it's a 50-50 game. Uh, home versus Bowling Green, that's a win. I give them three wins and, and two 50 50 games. So I'm going to say four wins. That's but, right where I have them too. But the problem is here is over under the over under set at four. 
So I think Tommy Bowden's a good coach. They got nine restarting or nine returning starters. I think he finds a way to get a fifth game. Yep. Going to the Mac championship last last year, you kind of have to give them the benefit yeah. of the doubt. There. Yeah. He gets a fifth game. He wins a fifth game. We, we both agree on that. Uh, let's move along to the beautiful ball state Cardinals. Is there a less intimidating mascot in all of sports than the Cardinals? Maybe the Zips, but <laughs> the Cardinals is right out there. I like, you know, Arizona Cardinals. I kind of like, you know. I like how they tried to make their logo like mean, but it's still kind of like. Yeah, it's a Cardinal. What a about a Blue little, Jay? Though? Blue Jay's a little more evil. Ah, uh, you're right. The no? Blue Jay is like kind of like cool though. You know, yeah. the Cardinals just like a. And then and the, the Cardinals, bitch. you know, there's a Cardinal in every sport. I feel like. Yeah. Blue Jay's kind of rare. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. So ball States got uh head coach and former, former player at ball state. Mike new enters year three. And well, he's just a nice six and 18 in his two years in beautiful Muncie, Indiana. <laughs> uh, this team got killed by injuries last year. I mean, absolutely fucking killed by injuries. They, they were on, I mean, Riley Neal was their original starting quarterback. I mean, this team by, I think like week six or seven or eight, they were on their fourth string quarterback. They went through that many injuries. It was much like Maryland, right? Anyway, players are healthy now. Riley Neal is back. Year three is traditionally when the coach turns a corner. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They return nine starters on offense. You would think that's got to be great, especially if they can avoid the injury bug. And on defense, they bring back seven. So 16 starters. Now, now the problem is, is they were pretty terrible last year. Mm-hmm. Even though they had injuries, they were pretty fucking terrible. So let me ask you this, Pat. The over-under is set at four. Mm. Over-under is set at four? Yeah. thought we had that at 5.5 for that. Or no, that's no. Bowling Green. Okay, yeah. Ball State, Ball State. Uh, yeah, over-under set at four. That's right. We had a little uh, little dispute on this one. Did we? I think so. I think you had... Uh, or no, that's no, Nick. No, no, I'm no, looking no. at Nick's. Sorry. Uh, I'm about to say, I was like, I, I see under all the way here. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I mean, look, they start out against Central Connecticut State. That's their for sure win. Uh, at Indiana, I mean, at Notre Dame, at Indiana, those are losses. Home to Western Kentucky, I think, is a loss, even though they played Western Kentucky better than I thought they would last year. And then home to Kent State, that's a winnable game. I'll, I'll favor them in that one because they're at home. Uh, and the rest, uh, the rest of the schedule looks like losses to me. I see two potential two wins at, right. at best. If they shock Western Kentucky three, the play here, I actually think this is a pretty strong play is but to, is to play the under here. Therefore we got, you said central Connecticut and, uh, potentially Kent state. Yeah. Those are the two for sure. Or and that's not even a for sure, by the right. way, but it's in ball state. You got to favor them. They'll be favored in those two games. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm definitely taking the under. I think they maybe squeak out a third somewhere in there, but yeah, but I'm not buying it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Surprising that Nick took the over on that. What what the hell is he looking at? I don't know what he's looking at, but I can tell you what to look at. And, uh, that is the college experience on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by my bookie sign up over at MyBookie.ag and use the promo code SGP 50 to claim your 50 percent deposit bonus today. If I could talk, that'd be great. Play, win, get paid over at mybookie.ag. Beautiful. Ball State. We're done with them. Under's the play. I actually think this is actually one of the better plays if you're betting this. 
uh, in the whole Mac. I really like the under here, which brings us along to the Bowling Green Falcons. Uh, much like Ball State's Mike New, Mike Jinks entering year three at Bowling Green, and he has the same exact record as Ball State's Mike New, six and eighteen in three seasons. The Falcons are bringing back six starter, six starters on offense, led by their All Mac wide receiver Scott Miller. And they also bring in a Oregon State transfer and Datron Guyton at wide receiver. So the, the wide receivers should be strong. Bringing back the quarterback and the running back, you'd think the offense is going to be good. They also add some running back depth with the Illinois transfer. And uh, the offense has never really been truly the, the problem here. It's more so the defense, I feel like, which returns seven starters. But the problem is they might not be any good. I mean, they got some standout players, defensive end Kyle Jr., cornerback Montre Gregory, but... Uh, overall, the defense has been the weakness of this team, but they should be better. Seven back, but I don't know. You, they, they can't, I mean, last they year gave they gave up a lot of points last year. Yeah, yeah, and last year they lost to South Dakota from the SCS mm. or FBS, FCS. I'm sorry, FCS. That's right, and they also gave up 66 to Toledo. So yeah, and that's pretty brutal. But and and and, and that, so the over the the win total is set at five and a half, which I thought was incredibly high when I looked at that. I once again think this is a great play for the under and mainly when you just look at the schedule, I know this is year three and they're supposed to turn a corner. That's when the coaches recruits are there. To, they're starting to, to play. And there you go. Crack that beer, buddy. But look at the schedule, Pat at Oregon. That's a loss. That's a loss. Yes. Home to Maryland. That's, that's a weird game. Kudos to Maryland playing on the road against a group of five. Agreed. They're going to lose that game. Though. Yes. Home to Eastern Kentucky, an FCS team that has recently been talking about per- perhaps making the jump to the FBS. They're going to lose. They're, or actually, that's they're going to the win. W. They're going to yeah. win that game. That, that's the one they're definitely favored in. They're going to take care of business, even though they lost to an FCS last year. Home to Miami, Ohio, which I happen to think is much better than, right. than Bowling Green and much better this year than they were last year. Then at Georgia Tech, this defense was bad last year. Can you imagine what a triple option is going to do mm-hmm. to that defense? That's that smoke show. Uh, that's one that I can already tell you. Take Georgia Tech minus the points. Uh, at Toledo, the following week. So after you play the triple option, you get Toledo. That's a loss. Western Michigan homecoming. That's a loss. Homecoming, man. That means a lot. And that, I just don't you think got, they're as good as Western Michigan. You know the pom poms out. <laughs> How was your homecoming? Did you guys? Did you guys win one? Sen- senior played, year homecoming. My senior year homecoming, we played the state champion Centerville Wildcats, who then split into another school and the school that they split into won the state championship the next year. So if that gives you any indication against what we were playing against, what was the score? We lost 34, nothing. Nice. Oh yeah. Nice. Good job. Uh, Lou Pucal, uh, athletic director, also alcoholic who scheduled that game. Um, on homecoming. It's like on homecoming. Hey, Thanks. Come, come back and see how good we are. All right. <laughs> drop a, drop a goose egg. You know what I mean? state champion. <laughs> Anyway, look, I mean, looking at the schedule though, I, I, I can't, I can't see, I mean, Kent state, I think is a winnable game at home. Maybe they steal one against central Michigan or Akron, but I, I don't, I think easy, easy play here for the under put your money guys. This is free money. This is free money. They're not, they're not going bowling. They're not going to win six games. And Colby and I are in agreement on this yeah, one. This, I, I was shocked at that number five and a half, uh, moving along a team that's getting a lot of hype this year in the Mac is the Buffalo Bulls. No, not the team that lost four Super Bowls in a row. <laughs> the Bulls, the Buffalo Bulls. All right, you got uh, their coaches back for their fourth year. They overachieved greatly last year. They went six and six, should have made a bowl. They did not make a bowl. 
No love from the bowl selection people, but they were projected at one or two wins, if I recall correctly. And they went six and six and, and they lost a lot of close games. So they must, they almost could have been a good nine and three, a, a 10 and two. Uh, they lost a seven, seven overtime game last year. Wow. Against Western Michigan. Talk wow. about brutal. Yeah, that is a bad <laughs> 71 to 68. That's a basketball score. That was that game at Buffalo. That was at Buffalo. Oh man. Can you imagine being in the cold weather for a game that long? <laughs> right. Holy shit. Right. Uh, they got talent. This team's got a ton of talent. They got this quarterback, Tyree Jackson, who's like six, seven. This guy's already Mule. showing up on NFL radar. You know what I mean? Like he's, I've heard people say if they, if he comes out, he'll be top three rounds drafted. Boom. That's their quarterback. He's a junior this year. So you got to figure he's getting better. Eight, eight starters return on offense. They got a wide receiver named Anthony Johnson that I hear is on, on, on the NFL radar. They got a tight end named Tyler Mabry. That is uh, once again, I hear on the NFL radar, this offense has talent. It's a lot of talent for Buffalo. It's shocking. You know what I mean? The defense returns six starters. They got a good linebacker in Khalil Hodge. Got a, a, a grad transfer from Cal and a transfer from UMass coming in on that D line. Optimism, Pat. Optimism. The win total is set at six and a half. That mm. that's that was that was a that's a big deal. That, that is a big deal. The Vegas likes them. So go through that schedule with me here. Let's take Break a little gander here. Delaware State win. Yes. Temple. I'm giving it the dub. I think it's a 50-50 game. It's at Temple. Temple went to a bowl game last year. They're very similar teams to me, actually. Uh, I think it's a 50-50 game. H- home to Eastern Michigan, I think that's a win. At Rutgers, I think Rutgers... Rut- Rutgers improved throughout the season last year. I know Eastern Michigan won at Rutgers, but I, I, I kind of like what Ash is doing at Rutgers, at least on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying that's a 70-30 game. They, they, I would not be shocked if Buffalo beat Rutgers, but at the same time, you got to think Rutgers is favored in that one. Absolutely. Their yeah. talent's improving. They're not losing consecutive weeks by 75 points anymore. So, so I have them at two and two there. You have them at three and one. Yeah. I, I agree with you that that temple game is a bit of a toss up. So maybe it's two and a half there. Okay. And then they're home to army. I think they're going to beat army. So, so that's, <sighs> that's win three for me. I'm going to give that another half game right there. So. It's in Buffalo. You know how fucking cold Buffalo can be. I think army of all places is prepared for that yeah. nonsense. You're going to see buddy. We will see. Uh, army's got to replace their quarterback. He was a beast. So I'm giving it the win. That's that's win three for me at central Michigan. Once again, kind of a 50, 50 game. I'd favor them. I'd favor them to beat central Michigan. I'm going to go four here mm-hmm. home versus Akron five. Five. I'm going to, yeah, yeah. I'm going to beat Akron at Toledo. That's a loss home to Miami. That's a, f- I mean, this, uh, they still got Kent state and Bowling green on the schedule. I, I say they get seven wins. They're getting seven wins this year. I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm in agreement. The schedule is not super challenging. Um, you know, there aren't, I don't know if there's a guaranteed loss anywhere on the schedule. Anytime you're looking at that uh, at Toledo is probably a, probably yeah. a guaranteed loss. Yeah. yeah. It's probably a guaranteed loss. But other than that, it's pretty, pretty easy ride and they should be favored in a lot of those games. So especially with the talent they're returning, I'm going to go over beautiful, but I still think the best two bets so far, ball state under and Bowling green under agreed. I think so. Yeah. Moving along to the central Michigan Chippewas. What a name. Uh, John Bonamigo. Also what a name. (laughs) (laughs) 
gotta be one of the better coaching names out there. Uh, he enters year four in Mount pleasant and he's coming off an eight and five season. Uh, he's been doing a good job at central Michigan. They pretty much go to a bowl game every year. I think they've been to a, actually they've, they haven't won less than six games since 2011. Yeah. Uh, and, and yet the over under is yeah. Four, four games. Well, a lot, central Michigan, a lot of that is he returns four starters on offense, but he still has his stud running back. And, and by the way, uh, if you do tune into Maction this year or Mac football, keep an eye on running back Jonathan Ward. He's a beast. Ryan, by the way, is there any way we can get a update on what a Chippewa is? Uh, we got the research squad. I'm guessing it's similar to a gopher or something like that. I'm guessing right. some kind of Native American tribe. No, oh, actually, you're, I think you're right. I have no idea. I think you're right. Okay. I think you're right. That sounds that sounds accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Chippewa tribe. It sounds better than my guess. Right? <laughs> gopher. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Watch, it's like a, a rubber boot again. <laughs> Well, I do know that the uh, the great Tim McGraw sings about Chippewas in one of his songs. Uh, mm. The Chippewa nickname was put forth by assistant coach Lawrence Doc Sweeney in 1942 to replace the then current Bearcats. He argued that Bearcats not only had nothing to do with the school in the area, but was also a nearly extinct beast that none of the students had ever seen or heard of. He further (laughs) argued that not only was a Chippewa the name of the school's yearbook, but the Chippewa River flows through Mount Pleasant, and the American Indian image would provide unlimited opportunities for pageantry and showmanship for the band as well as athletic teams. The new name was passed by a vote of the student body. I just love the when fact. negative reaction to racial stereotypes grew <laughs> in the 1970s and 80s. It was recommended by the Michigan Civil Rights Commission that the Chippewa's name be dropped. Instead, in 1989, the university instituted several measures to enhance the name, including special educational programs developed in conjunction with the Saginaw Chippewa Tribal Council, headquartered on the local. Isabella Indian Reservation. My head is going to explode at any moment. <laughs> uh, anyway, they doubled down and decided to educate people about Native Americans. Hey. Signing off. Okay. Uh, Just like the Redskins put up like a swing set out in uh, New Mexico and yeah. called it community outreach. So, good job, Dan <laughs> Snyder. Uh I'm just still. I can't get over the part that he argued to people that they don't know what a bear cat is. So this guy, I just. Has anyone ever seen a bear cat? No, I know that. I know that. But I just love the fact that this guy made it a point, like in his life, like, <laughs> I am going to shit on the bear cat. Yes, you... that's a Michigan Ohio yeah. thing right there. I think, <laughs> if I had to guess. Anyway, uh, so look, Central Michigan. They're, they're, I, the reason why I think the over under set at four is they only have four returning starters on offense. They bring back six on defense, but they are breaking in a new quarterback. They still got that stud running back, but and they got some great news earlier this week when they landed. <laughs> what was current starting cornerback at Oregon state, Xavier Crawford. Uh, that's big. That's a, a huge loss for, for, for the Beavers as well, but they haven't won less than six games since 2011, uh, 2011. So you'd think the play here would be the over, right? You would think Bonamigo, he's a winner, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now look at that schedule. They, they start out at Kentucky. That's a loss. Probably. I just think bringing four starters back on offense, hitting the road, Kentucky still got. Benny, are we, Benny are we Snell. treating Kentucky like a powerhouse now, just because Stoops is there? Or? No, I just think Benny Snell's still there. He's going to run all over this defense. I just that's think probably it, a loss. Yeah, and They're then better. week two they they bring the Kansas Jayhawks into 
into Mount Pleasant, which once again, what the hell is Kansas? Kansas? (laughs) (laughs) They're going to lose that game. Kansas is going to lose that game. I think Uh, I would, I would, I would lean that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd go 51, 49 central Michigan, maybe like 60, 40. Okay. Okay. Uh, at Northern Illinois, that's a loss. Home to Maine, that's a win. So they, two and two. Then they get at Michigan State, that's a loss. Home to Buffalo, loss. Home to Ball State, that's a win. They're at three. Home to Western Michigan. Pat, you called this one earlier. You said this is a rivalry game. They're at home. They're going to steal this one. And I think I'm on board with you, man. It's their fourth win. I don't even know if it's stealing it. I give Central Michigan a I think Central Michigan might beat Buffalo. I think you're just giving away losses here. I, I still have them at, look, they still have Bowling Green down there. That's five. They're going to win five games. That's the over play Central Michigan in the over is my my play. I think Central Michigan easily in the over. Yeah. This is a massive disrespect for them. Remember what Col- the stat that Colby just presented with you a minute ago. 2011 was the last time they won less than six games. All of a sudden, they're yeah. just going to drop eight. Remember they won at Oklahoma State Get a couple years ago? They won in the- Stillwater. F out of here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We both agree on the, on the over here, and I know we're not disagreeing much, but uh, I believe we are in a little bit. Uh, Eastern Michigan, the Eagles. I'm a big fan of this coach, Chris Creighton. I don't know if you know this, Pat, but two years ago, Chris C- Chris Creighton. I mean, he's had this is a big bit a big project. He's in year five this year, mm-hmm. so his third year. He comes into Eastern Michigan. He takes him to their first bowl game since 1987. That's pretty impressive. That's a big deal. I mean, yeah. this, this fucking team was terrible. 30 years. They were absolutely terrible growing up in the nineties and the two thousands. Like they and were so absolutely Colby terrible. may be a little ahead of me on this one because I'm still inclined to think of them as a piece of shit football team. No, they're, 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 Chris Creighton's doing things last year. They went five and seven, but they lost six games, six games by a touchdown or less. So they're much better than five and seven. You don't want to play that five and seven team. I'll put it like that. Uh, they did, they, they returned six starters on offense, but they did lose their star quarterback in Brogan Robeck. What a name, Brogan. Brogan. <laughs> uh, but so college. they lucked out when they got the Iowa. Well, I don't know about luck, but they got the Iowa grad transfer, Tyler Weigers at, at quarterback. And he got some, he got some PT when he was at Iowa. So I think that's a great spot for him to land. And they returned seven on defense. They got, they still got their star running back in Shaq van. And I like this team. I think I, but what the over under is set at six. So even Vegas likes them to go bowling. Mm. Uh, they, they start out with Monmouth. That's a win. Monmouth. And where you're pronouncing things correctly. I'm going to correct you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at Purdue at Buffalo at San Diego state. So they're starting out one and three, right? Any chance they play Buffalo or San Diego state to, 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 to steal one. They could potentially play Buffalo close, but they will get smoked by Purdue and San Diego state. Uh, okay. Then they, then they go to Northern or then they bring North Northern Illinois comes to Eastern Michigan. Then they play at Western Michigan, then home to Toledo, then at ball state. I'm seeing, I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing one win there. Yeah. And that, that puts them at two, right? That's probably ball state. And then they, they get army at home, which I think they steal. That's that's three. I disagree with you on that one. <laughs> they, they steal one from army. They steal, they beat central Michigan. That's four. Then 
they're going to lose to Akron. They're going to lose one of these. Not going to get that hot. And then Akron they, zips. And then they win at Kent State. And I think the play here, as much as I love this coach, I think the play here. This is Eastern Michigan. Is the under. I feel like this yeah. is Vegas. Like this is a pretty good bet. This is a classic yeah. Vegas. Like taking momentum and like ignoring the big picture and playing fans for their like you know short term memory. But yeah, this under, is still Eastern Michigan. So you agree under is a play, right? I think so. Yep. All right, I which, know so. which moves us along to the Kent State Golden Flashes. Also, great name. Also in Ohio. Yes, a lot of these schools are in Ohio. The Golden Flashes, uh, well, they've just been terrible. Let's be honest. They've been they've been absolutely terrible for a long time. Uh, they fired their head coach, Paul Haynes, and brought in Sean Lewis, the the OC from Syracuse under under Dino Babers. Haynes was a defensive guy, so they just said, fuck it, we're going offense. You know what I mean? Because this offense has been so bad mm-hmm. over the past couple of years. They bring back seven o- offensive starters, and they add in Auburn transfer quarterback, Woody Barrett. I mean, dude, he was recruited at Auburn. He's got to be solid enough, right? You would think defense returns six starters led by linebacker, Jim Jones and so safety Elvin Haynes. And the over under is set at two and a half. (laughs) (laughs) I look at this schedule and I think I, I, I struggle to find three wins. That is, you know, based on last year, let's take a look here. There was a four game stretch where combined they got less than 20 points in a four game stretch. Well, their offense was, t- you got to think this guy's going to go, first thing he's going to address the offense. I mean, he's a Syracuse, he was Dino Babers. That's what his specialty was. Right. Uh, you got to think that's got to, that, that the offense has got to be better. You can't get much worse than that. Sure. Um, however, I don't see wins here. I mean, even the game against Howard, Howard, I don't know if you know this, Howard. Last year beat UNLV at UNLV, the largest underdog of all time. I think it was like a 45 point dog. I do remember that. And then the year before they upset Howard upset Ohio, I believe. Well, that's almost more credit to Howard and less against. Yeah, but I'm saying State. like, so there's a great chance Howard beats Kent state in week two. That's true. I, I see what you're saying there. So then, then you look down there and you're like, well, I don't fucking see. I mean, at ball state, that's a winnable game. This team's not going to get over two and a half play. Here's the under. <laughs> Now, Colby and I, for the first time, or is it the second time here? No, first. It'll be the first time. First disagreement here. I do see them beating Howard. Okay. At Ball State is unfortunate that that's away, but because there's going to be about eight to nine <laughs> fans of that game, <laughs> I don't see that as a huge home field advantage for Ball State. Um, versus Akron, they get the, the zips at home. Um, at Bowling Green and versus Eastern Michigan. I know Eastern Michigan is supposed to be this hot shot new team. I think this team comes away with three wins from this season. Wow. So I'm taking the wow. over. going with the golden flashes, taking the over, over two and a half, two and a half. What a, what a, what a read there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, by the way, these lines are brought to you by, uh, the beautiful odd shark head over to oddshark.com to find free picks from their supercomputer and their expert writing staff, as well as betting stats and trends. You won't find anywhere else. You can follow them on Twitter at OddShark and visit them at www.oddshark.com. You guys got to do it. They're fantastic over there. Please check them out. And, uh, and yeah, so I think you're completely foolish for thinking they're going to go over on that. Well, you've been known to be an idiot for most of your life. So there we go. There we go. Uh, Moving along the Miami 
Redskins. Oh, uh, no, no. Red Hawks. Red Hawks. They changed their name. That's right. They uh, are politically correct. Yes. Yes. Uh, Sensitive. Chuck Martin. All that. Former Notre Dame offensive coordinator is, is back for his fifth year at Miami, Ohio. And Pat, you know, they kind of underachieved last year. Now, two years ago, they went six and six, played Mississippi State in a bowl game from the mighty SEC, and they were about to win that game. They were down 17 16. They lined up for a field goal to win the game, Pat, and Mississippi State blocked the kick. Blew it. Blew it. Blew, blew it. it. <laughs> Definitely. How about that? So, uh, this is a big, this is a big year for Chuck Martin because they came in last year. A lot of people had them going deep in the Mac. They thought, Hey, this is definitely a bowl team. Maybe even a contender to win the whole thing. And they go five and seven. Mm. Now here's the good news Ouch. Is, is they bring back, they had some injuries last year, but they, they bring back eight starters. They got Gus Raglan at quarterback. One of the best quarterbacks in the Mac. He's a senior senior leadership. always good from your quarterback. They got one of the better wideouts in the whole entire Mac and James Gardner. And you know, I look at the offense. They, they, they added a Kentucky transfer to the O line. So they got an sec guy in there. They return eight starters on defense too. Got a stud linebacker in junior McMullen. Colby's hyped on these guys. Uh, the over under Vegas is telling us is at six. Okay. Uh, take a look at that schedule. Take a look at that schedule, Pat. What do you, what do you see here, buddy? Where am I seeing wins here? Well, let's take a look at last year. You know, they have a four point loss to Cincinnati. They have a three point loss at Kent state. Crack that beer. They have a three point loss to Eastern Michigan. So they are losing games pretty close. Yeah. Um, you got to figure senior QB. That's huge. That does mean a lot. Usually experience at QB paramount. Um, looking at this year, little home game to Marshall. That's a, that's a, that's a winnable game, but you think Marshall's going to be favored. I do. Yeah, I agree. The Bearcats uh, still holding out hope that they'll catch Ohio State at some point. So Cincinnati Bearcats, you're talking about, not not the Bearcats from what was that Akron or where was that? The Chippewa Central Central Michigan. Michigan, Yeah, (laughs) jeez. Uh, I think that's a winnable game too. That's a loss. You think? Okay, I I I, see. I'm thinking they're going to go one and one here. You're thinking zero and two. Zero and two. I think they're going zero and three because they're going to Minnesota next. Uh, that could, they could, that could be one of the wins too. They, they're going to end up two and two in this stretch. Cause after that's at Bowling green, they're going to go two and two You're crazy. on that stretch. You're crazy. They're going to upset one of those teams. Uh, then you move along to the next four and you got home against Western Michigan. I think that's a win. That's their third win at Akron. I think that's a win. That's their fourth win home to Kent state. Their fifth win at army. They're going to lose that one, but they got five right now. It's set at six, Pat. I think they find a way to get two. I mean, the ball state, the season finale against ball state at home should be a gimme. That, so that's, that puts them at six, which Vegas has it at, but I think they shock Buffalo, Ohio or Northern Illinois. They're going to take seven wins. They got a senior quarterback. They got talent around them. A lot of returning starters. What is that total? Uh, what is that? 16 returning starters, 16 returning starters. I like this team, Pat. Mark my words. Colby Dan is a blithering idiot. And here's why. <laughs> Marshall's a loss. Cincinnati's a loss. Minnesota's a loss. Western Michigan's a loss. Army's a loss. Buffalo's a loss. Ohio's a loss. Northern Illinois is a loss. So I got Ball State, Kent State, Akron. Basically, any team with a terrible mascot, they've gotten beat. They've, <laughs> I, so, I see three or four wins on that. Okay. Okay. That which would probably mean Chuck Martin would be fired. Way under. Okay. I'm going over. 
Don't listen to this guy. Dan Tapace has always treated you right. <laughs> anyway, moving along. The Northern Illinois Huskies, one of my favorite teams in college football, Pat. Rod Carey, head coach, back for his sixth year at the helm, coming off an eight and five season, including a nice win at Nebraska. I like this guy, man. I like this Rod, Rod Carey guy. I like what he's doing. I love the the just the way his teams play football. They return eight starters on offense this year, bring back their quarterback, the sophomore quarterback, Marcus Childress, who played great as a freshman, he played really good when he was in there. Uh, they got, they got a talented running back and Marcus Jones back. They got a good wide out and Spencer tears. I mean, the problem is I don't know how good they are throwing the ball, but they've added some transfers at wide out also from Cincinnati and from Iowa state. This team's got talent and, and on defense. They got a guy named Sutton Smith, pet, you know about this guy. That's right. Oh my gosh. I didn't know a ton about him until recently. Yes. And we, we watched a little tape on this guy and holy crap. One of the better defensive players in the nation guys who, uh, uh Luke Keekley is the closest comparison that comes to yeah. mind for me. Yeah. This guy's a monster. Well, Northern Illinois has got a good defense. They always do. I remember a couple of years ago, they played Iowa state. I mean, not, not Iowa state, Ohio state in the big house. And they gave them a dog fight because of how good their defense was. If, if they would have had any offense, they could probably could have upset Ohio state that game. But Northern Illinois is a team that I, I just love the way they play. And that, that this defense is loaded, man, this defense, their whole defensive line, they have the best defensive line in the Mac. They have a defensive line. That's just uh, for a, for a group of five is a legit defensive line. And this guy Sutton Smith will definitely be playing on Sundays. If you watched him last year, I encourage you just, just, Google him, see some highlights. This guy's a stud. Now, schedule wise, another reason why I love Northern Illinois. What? <laughs> is they're absolutely crazy. Right. Okay. They said, no, we don't want to schedule an FCS. We're going to schedule every tough team. We like, we don't give a shit. We're going for all the power five. They start out. Or let's just run through their non conference, not in order, just their non conference. They play four non conference games Iowa, Utah, Florida State, and BYU. Jeez, oh fuck. God, I love them. Yeah. I love them. They remind me of East Carolina. That's they remind me of East Carolina in their that's a mandango sized nutsack yeah, right there. It's saying, fuck you. We're gonna go to the best places and we're gonna try to beat okay. them. If we run the table, we have a spot guaranteed in the playoffs. Yes. <laughs> yes. From the Mac. Fuck exactly. You. <laughs> uh so they start out week one. Okay, let's go through the schedule because Vegas has the odds at a nice seven, which you know, they won eight games last year, but that. I think that's, I know they lost their bowl game to Duke actually. Uh, can they get eight out of this? That's a good question. They start out week one at Iowa. That's, I think that's a winnable game, but you could, that's I, I was favored home to Utah. Utah makes the trip to Northern Illinois. Now look at this last year. They had these three non-conference games, Boston college to open the season. And they missed a field goal off the upright to, to tie, to it, tie and send it. it over time. Yeah. Three point loss. They went, they hosted Nebraska. Uh, no, they no, went, they went to, to Lincoln and they fucked them up and they fucked them up. And then a uh, six point loss at San Diego state. Yeah. I mean, this team's legit. I, I love them by the way, Pat. They're one of my favorite teams to root for. Uh, I think we may have uh, kind of underestimated them in our pre analysis here. Well, I, here's the thing. It's that, just the schedule. I could see them winning that game at BYU. Yeah. I'm just telling saying BYU is probably going to be favored. Even the Iowa game, I was going to be favored. That's a winnable game. And then getting Utah, Utah traveling to Northern Illinois is, yeah. is, is, is just crazy. I'm, I'm actually shocked. They did it. Kudos to Utah. Right. Um, I look at this though, and I, I have a hard time. 
I have a hard time seeing for sure. Seven wins. Yeah. I mean, look, I think I, I think when I when I when I projected this, I, I saw exactly seven. But since you're doing over under, if I had to bet, I would see the under more so than the over. Just because you have a death schedule. Right. Three guaranteed non conference yeah. losses, more or less. And even the, the home games against Toledo and Miami, Ohio late in the year. It's uh, helpful that those are at home because they're competitive, but like Colby said last episode, I think that's a bad thing. Sometimes yeah. playing your big dogs at home and playing yeah. your evenly matched games on the road ends up fucking you over. Yeah. yeah. So so I'm going under. What are you doing? You know, I went under before and I'm not ready to pull the trigger and change it yet, but I'm real close, man. I think I'm with you. I think it's right at seven. If we had to uh, make a choice, uh, it's close, man. It's, it's right there. It's right there. I, I know that's a bit of a cop out, but I wouldn't be shocked if they won eight, but if I had to be a betting man, then which, it would be seven, which you are, which I am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is the reason I'm on here. Okay. <laughs> then I'm going to go under. <laughs> Okay, so that breaks us to we're in agreement there, but that, the the Ohio Bobcats trying to go through this fast, guys. I'm sorry, we're ta- we're taking our time over here, but uh, but Ohio Bobcats. Frank Solich is back in Athens, Ohio, for his 14th season, and this is a guy, Pat, that I'm pretty high on. Solich. They're coming off a nine and four season. This guy, there's a few coaches on the second tier group of five: Jeff Tedford at Fresno State, Rocky Long at San Diego State, and Frank Solich at Ohio that these guys deserve a second shot at a power five school. He's an extremely underrated coach. What he's been doing at Ohio, one of the better coaching jobs. That's why he's been there 14 years. Nebraska fired him. He went like, he went like nine and three and they fired him. (laughs) Something ridiculous, but uh, okay. Nebraska with their 1.3 million uh, citizens, the size of uh, Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. Thinks they're going to, they, they, they win the national title yeah, every year. They were going crazy then. Anyway, offense returns eight starters, including star quarterback, Nathan Rourke, Nathan Rourke, not Mickey Rourke, Nathan Rourke. <laughs> I like <laughs> this difference. guy. I like this guy runs the triple option a lot. Uh, not even a full on triple option, kind of a hybrid option attack, Good. but uh, I love this guy too. I'm a fan. I'm a, you know I, why <clears throat> he reminds me of myself. There you go. <laughs> Just undersized, shitty, overweight. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Drinking oh, beer. Right? Myself <laughs> Seventeen years ago. Okay. <laughs> I'm fucking with you, man. But uh, all uh, those are accurate. I like descriptions. Him, <laughs> they return eight starters on offense. Nathan Rourke included, veteran quarterback, a guy who's pr- a proven winner. Now they only bring back four on defense, but Solich is pretty good at at figuring these things out. If you look back at their history, they're pretty good at figuring these things out. Uh, the win total is set at eight and a half. Woo. Vegas is high Steep. on them. Vegas is high on them. And if you break that schedule down, they, they get Howard again, man. They get a chance for revenge. I think against Howard. <laughs> uh, I just can't see nine wins here. I can't see nine wins here at Virginia at Cincinnati's a dangerous game. I even think the game against UMass, they could lose that one. They barely beat UMass last year. I think, uh, at Northern Illinois 50 last year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, barely, I mean, at Northern Illinois, I mean, regulation, look, tell me nine wins there. I can't see nine wins. I am going with the under. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, Eight and a half is off. That's now. tough. And I, and I love Solich, man. And I root for this team, but, but uh, I can't see that. I see them going to UVA dropping one. I think Cincinnati's going to be improved. That recruiting is good there. They're going to drop that one. If, if they're going to get nine, I think they got to win one in that stretch. Northern Illinois. They're going to drop. And then between Western Michigan and 
uh, Miami. I think they dropped one. I don't know. It's close though. It, it is like if uh, they're gonna get nine, they gotta beat either Virginia. That is not a very hard schedule at all. I don't know if there's a. <laughs> well, you well you went under according to this little sheet. I over here, did right <laughs> according to the telltale meter there. Uh, yeah, it looks like uh, phew, that's right on the cusp too. But I'm gonna go eight. I'm going with the under. I think I think seven or eight is much more likely. Uh, uh, even though I love what Frank Solich is doing in Athens. Uh, moving along. The Toledo. Oh God. The Toledo Rockets. Uh, just a terrible, terrible nickname. Completely disagree. Anyway, uh, Jason Candle is back in year three in Toledo and he's a nice 20 and seven as a head coach. Pat. Yes. Now he loses his star quarterback in Logan Woodside. Who's now a Cincinnati bangle, but they do return six starters on offense, including one of the best in the whole nation, one of the best receiving corps. In corpse. The, yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Cor- you know what I mean? Damn it. You, you, you motherfucker. Uh, in, in Johnson and Cody Thompson. And uh, th- look, this team's got talent. They got a good tight end too. Uh, the question is who's throwing them the ball, but then they bring in Illinois transfer, transfer, transfer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Eli, Pe- Eli Peters. Uh, they get six starters back on defense. Toledo's kind of a machine, Pat. They they kind of just pump out great seasons every year. They're one of Please. the better mid majors. They got a lot of fleas. Look at that schedule. Vegas says set the win total at eight and a half. I look at that. I see, geez, it's hard to find nine wins there. But then you look at their history. And you see, because I get to around seven or eight, and I'm like, hmm. You're having a hard time finding nine wins on that schedule. I I I have them at like seven or eight, but then I think Colby, you're down selling. Right. You, you know, you, you look at what they yeah. did last year. Exactly. Not not even last year. Every year. Every even year. go back to the '90s under Saban, right. or 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 uh, the Iowa State head coach Matt Campbell prior to that. You know, like they they are just they find ways to win. I, that game, I I put it like this: If you're a Miami, Florida fan, I would not be happier that you're playing. Miami's nuts. For playing a game at Toledo. Why? That You're Miami. Screams death trap to me. If you remember Toledo a couple of years ago, went into Arkansas when Arkansas was pretty pretty decent yeah. and they put an L on them right. in Fayetteville. So uh I right. mean and Miami came up and took an L in Cincinnati a couple yeah, years ago. That's true. That's true. American represent. Right? That's right. Uh conference number six. Power conference number six. I'm go I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm going over here. I don't like this bet that very much. Like like actually I would not bet this, but I I, I will say this that History has something to say here, and I think over is the play if I had to go. I'm on the fence, but I, I'd go over. Well, where are the losses? Miami, probably at Fresno State. Uh, Western Michigan, at at Western Michigan, at Northern Illinois are both risky games. Uh, I mean, that right there could be four, which puts them under. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you got Even a, a game versus Buffalo where you know they got talent. Even a game against, against Nevada where you know Nevada is a weird team. Kind right. of Je- Jekyll and Hyde, but... Uh, I, I agree with you. Actually, yeah. uh, I still went over history. Though. Yeah. History yeah. says go over. Okay. Okay. So, uh, last but not least from, your from, yeah. From Kalamazoo, Michigan, the Western Michigan Broncos. I pronounced all of that correctly. <laughs> I feel good about myself. Tim Lester, former, former Western Michigan quarterback, Pat. Mm. I watched him play. 
That that's the database for he you. He is uh, the poor man Scott Frost. He is the even poorer man's Jim Harbaugh. And he enters his second year after after last year being his first year in Kalamazoo. They went six and six. Not a bad first showing considering he was walking into you know a situation where they were thirteen and one prior. And and replacing quarterback, replacing ton- Corey Davis was gone at wideout. Six and six, not that bad. Uh, he returns eight starters on offense, led by junior quarterback John. Oh God, here we go again. John Wessink. I, I don't know why it. I see it as an Asian last name. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, they got a, a stud running back in Levante Bellamy, and they add in a Michigan grad transfer in wideout Drake Harris. I wonder how that will play into their offense. On defense, they only returned four starters, and they really took a huge hit a couple months ago when their best defensive player and pre- preseason all Mac cornerback Sam Beal left for the NFL supplemental draft, and he got drafted by the New York Giants. Uh, Defense got some holes then because they only have four starters returning and their best player just suddenly left. Uh, Vegas sees the win total at five and a half. I look at that and I see, okay, let's break this down. There are groups of four here. You got a, a home game against Syracuse week one. That's a dangerous game. I don't know. Once again, Syracuse. Jacqueline Hyde. Uh, dangerous game uh, yep. to play. Go to Kalamazoo. They're Syracuse is favored in that, so we're going to say Syracuse you wins that. Figure Babers is eventually going to build something that's pretty solid. Yeah, but I could still see them losing that game if you know. I think that could be a close game come fourth quarter. Yes. Uh, but let's say they lose that. Then they're at Michigan. That's a loss. Then they're home to Delaware State, one of the worst FCS schools. They're going to destroy Delaware State. They play at Georgia State. Georgia State made a bowl last year under Sean Elliott, but the they, long trip. They're replacing uh, Connor Manning at quarterback. I think Georgia State is going to going to you know, suffer a little bit this year. So I think that's a win for, for Western Michigan. I'm going to disagree with you on that one, but let's keep going. Okay. So I'm at two. Then they got at Ohio. That's a loss. Uh, home to Eastern Michigan. I think that's a win. That's a win. That's three at Bowling Green four. at central Michigan. We both agreed that that's a loss earlier. And then some at four, I think they can get two here. They're going to find a way to get two. at ball. States. One of them. And they're going to upset one of the other ones. They're going to go six and six over five. They're going to make a bowl game and we'll see them in the rice aroni bowl. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. uh, the San Francisco tree. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Well, Pat, what do you think? Over, I'm with you. Um, I'm right there at six, six W's and uh, we're in agreement. Okay. So to speed things up here before our Twitter questions, who do you got playing for the Mac championship? I got the, Ohio, a Bobcats. Okay. And your Toledo Rockets. Who do you got winning that? You know, the special place in my heart for that 5'11", or however tall he is, he looks like he's 5'11", white option quarterback, told me Ohio was the play. But looking at Toledo once again and just how just good they are. You're going, you're, you're going Toledo. I'm going Rockets. Their, their odds are 3-1 to one to win the MAC. That's, really going out on a limb. Yeah. Uh, I'm going Toledo against Miami, Ohio. I think Miami, Ohio is going to shock some people. I know Buffalo and, and Ohio are the, the favorites in that, in that side of the, the, the conference, but I like Miami, Ohio. I like what they're returning. And I like a senior quarterback play by Gus Raglan. And that's your play because you know why I think Toledo is probably going to win that game. But if Miami gets that high, Miami's odds are six to one. Throw some money on Miami. Maybe sprinkle some, you know, dabble, <laughs> dabble a little bit on those red Hawks. 
Uh, okay. So moving on from there, we got a couple Twitter questions, Pat. Awesomenessnessnessnessnessnessness. No, uh, awesomeness is on Twitter says week one Akron at Nebraska. Nebraska is currently a 21 point favorite. Nebraska only won four games by an average of 10 points. He says, right? They won by 22 once, but that was to a very bad Illinois team. Frost is a great coach. He says, but it's his first game with a new team. Isn't the play here. Akron versus Akron plus 21. Here's my deal. Frost game one, the whole state of Nebraska is so excited for this. He is most likely going to start a freshman quarterback in Martinez. However, 21 points is a lot of points, even though look, Akron's returning nine on defense. We both took Akron on the over for four wins. Yeah. And they're returning nine on defense. Can they keep Frost's offense in check in game one? Look, I don't like to bet this game, but I think if I had to side here, I would take the the three touchdowns. You would take. Uh, I would take Akron, Akron plus the twenty-one. Cover. I don't like this game though. I'll say that I probably will not be touching yeah, this game. I wouldn't touch it either because I could also see Frost and the fact that everyone is so excited for this team. Right. I could see them. You know this game blowing stadiums. out this team. Right. I mean, I watched the Nebraska spring game. Martinez looked legit to me. Uh, another question. Our only other twitty 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 question. Twitter question is from at Patty in Tulsa. And he asked, is Art Tompkins the best back in the league? And that's referring to the Mac. Well, let me tell you something. Art Tompkins is a little scat back who's good. Very good scat back from Toledo University. But he might not even start for Toledo, by the way. So to answer your question, no, he is not the best running back in the Mac. You should check out Jonathan Ward at Central Michigan. He's a stud. I also think there's a few other good running backs that you could probably argue that are better than Art Tompkins. Not to say that our Tompkins is not bad. Good, good back fits that t- Toledo system. Yeah. And uh, this word, this word kid, we were looking at tape of him. I don't know if it was the number five or the body type or whatever, but the first thing that jumped out at me, and this is jumping the gun by quite a bit, Ladanian Tomlinson. Okay. Yeah. Just call him a Hall of Famer. Right. Just, just go <laughs> ahead and tell him. No, he showed flashes, central. and I think he's definitely going to have a career on, 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 in the, you know, on the next level. You know right. what I mean? Sure. So those are our Twitter questions for the week. This is the college experience. You can find us on Twitter at the SGP network. And also remember to subscribe. Give us some comments at SGP network, the SGP network on iTunes. Come on, leave us some love. We've been asking for this. Come on. You you guys said you've been asking for it for months. Leave us some love. We need feedback. What can we get better at? What, you know, what do you like about the show? Come on now, hit us with some good shit. Uh, anyway, next we will be previewing the conference USA. I, uh, appreciate you guys. I got a ton of, uh, Twitters, Twitters, you know what I mean? Tweets. <laughs> George Bush. Uh, <laughs> uh, we didn't have the necessary recruitments <laughs> in play to, to <laughs> fool me once. Shame on you. You, you. you can't be fooled again. Okay. Tweets. I didn't get enough. I mean, I did get a lot of tweets. Thank you for those tweets. Jesus, I can't fucking talk. (laughs) Can't wait for next week. The Pacificos are taking effect. We might have a good story for you next week, too. Uh, Anyway, signing out from the college experience. He is Patty C. My name is Colby D or Colby Dant, a.k.a. The Dantabase. You can find him on Twitter, actually. Pat, what's your Twitter handle? Patty C831. 
and I am the Colby D on Twitter. Check us out. Boom. Thank you. Signing off. College experience. The Mac is done. <laughs>